Silverstone British Touring Car Championship 2023, two weekends to go. David Addison joins me on a... Oh, it's gone cloudy now on the Friday, hasn't it, David? When there's no drivers about to, to chat to, but we can chat about it. It's, first of all, been an interesting season that seems to be creeping in one driver's direction. In a sense, it is what motor racing ought to be, which is that you put the best driver, best car, best team combination together or one of the best drivers, one of the best cars, one of the best teams combinations together, and that comes out on top. Um, and on the one hand, I've nothing wrong with that, because it's, if Ash Sutton does win the championship, whether it's at Silverstone this weekend or at Brands, he will be a deserving champion. And, and Napa Racing UK, a deserving team, and all those engineers that have worked with him equally, <coughs> excuse me, deserve that success. There are some teams that moan because... Napa Racing UK was able to go and spend a lot of money in the winter on testing um, and other teams are saying well okay they've gone off and done all that testing we now need to up our game and, and go after them there's another side of the coin which is that we've got so used to championships going down to the last race and multiple winners you know that season with 17 different race winners and whatnot, that it's come as a, a bit of a shock to us all really that, that there's been such domination by really one driver and one team it's not quite as clear-cut as that, because if you look at a lot of it, Ash hasn't always been able to win those reverse grid races if he's not been at the front. You know, he's good at winning from the front, but if he's got to sort of force his way through the pack, it's been as difficult for him as it has for, for other people on occasions. But sort of put yourself into the same mindset as watching... Michael Schumacher in Formula 1 dominating for Ferrari or Manchester United at their peak. Here you've got somebody who is at the top of his game it won't last forever the, nothing does so enjoy it enjoy watching an Ash Sutton on the edge um, and also enjoy the extra part of the the competition which is can anybody stop him and on occasions people can and their success you could argue is even more meritorious than it would have been in a normal season <laughs> we've gone into the last few seasons into Brands Hatch as you say for the final shootout with sort of five sometimes six drivers there's four in contention Colin Turkington Jake Hill Tom Ingram of course uh, and, uh, and Ash Sutton I think Ash needs to leave Silverstone or have achieved a 68 point gap in order to do it um, that's a tall order this weekend uh, Tom Ingram has already told me that it's effectively ashes to lose I'd go along with that but it isn't over until it's over you're absolutely right and we've had other seasons where people have come to Silverstone with what you think is one hand on the title I can think about Colin Turkington being championship leader and with a, a good lead and being turned around coming out of Luffield and lots of damage to the car and that completely disrupted his weekend. So you never know. And that is one of the beauties of, of motorsport in general, that things can crop up out of the woodwork. And yeah, you know, Croft and Alton Park, we've seen Ash get himself in a, a little bit of strife on the, the first lap of that reverse grid race. But yeah, I think you're right. It is Ash's to lose. Um, He's, he's slightly dependent of, not only on his own pace but what happens to other people um, but also if you look at BMW in terms of Colin or Jake's chances they sort of need to help each other well they can't be helping each other around winning a championship so if Jake wants Colin to help him that means Colin sacrificing his hopes which are outsiders anyway um, so I can't see a, a, a realistic Jake Hill challenge i can see him winning more races before the end of the year but not sadly getting the points from from his point of view for the championship tom ingram with respect to the others in that team is the only hyundai driver regularly up at the front it's team tom in a way you know we've had that win from tom chilton in the rain at donnington and tom 
John C, with all of his experience, can still deliver. But you know, when when Tingi's up at the front, he's not got Chilton tucked up behind him. It's one Hyundai, and then the others a bit further back. Whereas at Napa. On a good day, you've got Sutton up at the front and not that far adrift to Kamish and Rowbottom as well. And therefore, if they need to play the team game, Napa have got the ability to do that far, far better than anybody else because they've got the cars there. Whereas the other teams, you've got a, the potential of a bit of infighting at BMW because they're both going for points and the Hyundais just aren't collectively on the same pace as Ingram. So many of the other teams have had, how can I best describe it, mercurial seasons, haven't they? I mean, um, uh, Rory Butcher got his, his first win uh, of this season, only last uh, last round at Donington. Um, his, his teammate, um, Ricky Collard, has been putting in some tremendous performances. Speedworks doing generally OK. One Motorsport have struggled uh, to some tune, I think, this year. Uh, yeah, although you could argue that, that One Motorsport, actually, thanks to Josh Cook, have been consistently up there more than the Toyota team, uh, even though they haven't yet got a race win to show for it. You know, I think it was here, wasn't it, last year that Speedworks finally got a, a win out of the Corolla. They've been a bit keener off the mark this year, but but I thought more might have come for them. New engine from Neil Brown, continuity of Butcher and Collard in all of that. Ricky has come of age. I think he's been a, a real asset. Where there are some days where you almost ignored Rory. Um, uh, mid-season they got a bit more boost and they had a change of engineer Jack Coker that's been at the team for ages took over from Rich Benton on Rory's car that seems to have all added together and it's worked um, One Motorsport have, have got these new Hondas from Dynamics rather than their existing cars and they just don't seem to have been able to get a handle on them for whatever reason and you know when you say to Josh Cook well done you've had another independence win you might as well say you're the ugliest man ever to draw breath because the facial expression is much the same, really. He's not happy, um, you know, because it doesn't mean anything to him. No. He wants to be fighting for race wins. Yeah. He wants to be fighting for a championship. Um, but that said, he regularly hauls a result out of that car that maybe it doesn't really want to give. You can sometimes hear it whimpering because of the way that Josh has got to drag it round. Yeah. Power Max Racing, they've had an interesting uh, season. I was just talking to Andrew Watson before and he started the season quite well and we all thought he was going to be, I think I said to him, the new George Gamble. You remember George just laid a marker yeah. down last <laughs> season. And he's, you know, he's been frustrated by the fact that he's done well in one round and then just not been able to carry that momentum over to the next round. It's funny actually because quite often you sit down at the end of a year and you look and there's, there's more than one driver whose best results comes from the first race or first event. Um, and what flattered a lot of people, of course, in terms of their results was the rain and the mixed conditions. So uh, I know he was excluded from it, but Ronan Pearson on for a podium. OK, he drove very, very well, but part of that result was because of the weather and tyre choice. And Andrew Watson was a bit the same. When you got to a, a totally dry event, then uh, you started to get a, a better idea of exactly who was wearing the pecking order. Um, should Andrew have expected to be doing better? Well, again, you know, you, you have to put this in the context of the teams that people are driving for. Why all of a sudden would a, a Power Max that's a, 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 a good team suddenly be able to take all of these wins away from a WSR or a, a powerhouse like Napa? Because um, it doesn't have the same budget, it doesn't have the same resource, and it's got, in Andrew, a, a guy that's totally new to front-wheel drive. So, yeah, he might have expected to be doing better, but there's, there's a hint of realism that's, that's required in all of that. You know, I'm not, not knocking anybody, be it driver or team, but, you know, what the likes of WSR or Napa or, uh, to, to other degree, Speedworks, you know, are capable of, um, 
why would a, a, a team that hasn't regularly been able to beat them suddenly be able to do it with a brand new driver? Absolutely. You mentioned a great phrase there, the expectation of a podium. and <laughs> Hearts are still going out to Dan Lloyd oh. uh, for what happened at Donington. I mean, it was a, a crazy weekend and one of those those really bonkers race threes. But, what, half a lap or two corners away from, from a podium and then to have, what was it, the, the, the drive shaft go? Just incredible. It's a cruel sport, yeah. isn't it? And I don't know what's worse, you know, to have a problem on the first lap or the last lap. But, yeah, I mean, I thought that was an outstanding drive. He'd held them all off, he got them stacked up behind him, and, and you know, would Rory have got past? I don't think he would. We could still be standing here talking about a win-less season for, for Toyota Gazoo Racing UK. But Dan drove really well. And actually, although that was one of the best drives of the year in some ways, his performance at Knock Hill was very impressive because... Uh, I know he knows the car, but but his was always the star Cooper, not Rob Huff with his great CV, um, who who didn't really put the car where you might have anticipated. Dan was always the, the, the top driver that that weekend. Um, sometimes I struggle to, to to sort of understand Dan a bit in terms of knowing how good he is. Um, and part of that perhaps is because sometimes he's not done a full season in a category, or he's jumped from team to team to team. But I think he is actually good, very good. And, and the results and the pace and the commitment and the determination are there. And the way he was taking a car, which isn't a fancied front runner, and, and keeping them all stacked up at bay and controlling the restarts, he absolutely deserved that race win. And he was certainly the moral victor. Not that that gets you any points or any any stats on you on the on, on the list. But no, he, he drove very, very well. And, and it was a great shame that that, that let him down, clearly. Absolutely. Um, <coughs> Bobby Thompson is back uh, this weekend. Mm. I, was, I was just minded to try and think, you know, of the, uh, I don't want to call them journeymen because they're not, but the transitional drivers we've had this season, mm. Rob Husband in, mm. Nick Hamilton came uh, and, and went quite unexpectedly. Bobby's back in now. And it, the root of it somewhere is sponsorship, is personal sponsors and money, isn't yeah. it? And it's becoming much more acute and noticeable in the paddock here. Uh, yeah, I think maybe we're now sort of getting onto a, 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 a flatter plane after the ups and downs of, of COVID, you know, where people hadn't spent money and had it to spend, where businesses spent because they wanted to boost sales and profile. And, and, and now, plus, obviously, um, cost of living and bills all round and you can throw Brexit into this you know it's, it's a more expensive world than it was and it's not that easy to go and find a sponsorship um, the teams need it to survive the drivers have to go and get it there's a finite amount of companies willing to, to, to sponsor drivers and of course part of the problem is that if you're with one of the teams that's struggling you're not going to get the results to be able to go to a sponsor to attract the sponsorship to get the budget to go to it and, and then you start the cycle um, the sadness is that people like Bobby Thompson are very good and deserve to be on the grid and to lose them for monetary purposes is is a real shame um, you know other people are in a different position in life where they can use their business money or private money to, to go racing they're equally deserving of being on the grid but it is a real shame when there are people that don't have the money and look it's not just Bobby Thompson and touring cars it's, it's motor racing yeah, from absolutely. the dawn of time yeah. where we've had this but it's a real shame where people that have the ability can't prove that and drop off the grid because they haven't got the cash. Yeah. Um, just finally, uh, I quite like Fridays at the, this part of the season because you walk up and down and you talk to some team owners, you talk to the drivers, you talk to people in sponsorship as well and everybody's speculating about what's <laughs> happening next year and who's not going to be here and who is and who's going to this team and who's walking around with the sponsorship money in their back pocket saying, can I have a seat please? Um, I, it's almost impossible 
other years perhaps we've been able to say yeah there's a good chance that that person might move because their career is going in that trajectory you know this year it just feels impossible to to speculate on next season well yeah I mean I, I, I hear assorted rumours and you think well is there any point perpetuating them because anything can change um You've touched on one, which is he's not here this weekend, Rob Huff. Now, Bobby Thompson is back, but Rob is interested in being on the grid for 2024. And I'd love to see that. Um, I've always thought that Rob is an absolute star. And it's strange, really. His profile in the UK isn't that great because he's been away, a bit like Andy Prio's, really. He's been away winning in the World Championship, the international TCR scene, and doing great things in Macau and and so forth. But if he were to come and and, and have a, a good seat then that would be really good for the championship, I think, next year. And good for the rest of the drivers. To, you know, a Huff-Sutton clash at the head of the field. That would, if I say shows how good Ash really is, that's not quite what I mean. But it would be really interesting to see how he's shaped up against Rob, given all his experience and success. So, yeah, I mean, he is eager for a drive. But then who's got the, 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 the money to spend on Rob? Um, because he's used to being a paid driver. Uh, whereas lots of other people on the grid, of course, have to raise raise the budget. But it would be great to have him on the grid. There's there's talk of, of people out of the Porsche paddock crossing over for next year, maybe. We shall see. Um, and there are always question marks over, oh, is that team going to survive? And, uh, you know, are there any new teams coming in? Look, if we'd have stood here this time last year saying Dynamics won't be on the grid, I, I don't think anybody would have taken seriously. In 10% of the rumours that you and I have heard walking round a tree, it's still going to raise a lot of eyebrows. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the best one is a Tesla driven by Lord Lucan and, and, and run by... Uh, Mercedes F1 you know how, how ludicrous do you want to get how they'd be queuing up to sponsor that wouldn't be fantastic it's going to be a great weekend um, it's no point in speculating what's going to happen we're going to have to wait and see well people will will try and bank points the, the fascination for me is how Ash plays the weekend does he go for broke and try and win it here or does he try and keep out of trouble which isn't his style I'm not saying he's a rock ape I'm not saying he gets himself in jeopardy for the sake of it because year on year on year he's, he's become a lot calmer and he doesn't have as many moments but to give away points to give away places in a way puts you in more jeopardy um you know, bank fourth place when all of a sudden you've given away two places not the one you expected and then it all starts to get a bit more, more difficult for him um, so maybe it's safer for him to try and win the races and see what happens he's got enough of a buffer to have at least one bad race but two bad races then it's a different story